Rachel had the Eris. great idea of uh, like in a death match or something, instead of just doing tables, ladders, and chairs, you like get out peanuts or something that your opponent <laughs> is allergic to. <laughs> but that's also a decent just narrative. Shellfish. Where, like, yeah, you just pour just a bunch of shrimp, shrimp into the, the ring. Guy. <laughs> uh. The shrimp is even better because it's or disgusting. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's like you, you, have a, you have like a burlap bag. It's full of like cooked shrimp. You dump them on the ground and then you choke slam the guy onto the shrimp. Like as, have... as if they were like tacks. If I, could, I love this idea. If I could punch this up further, if they could just have the match at a fish market in Seattle and have guys throwing yeah. fish all oh, around Oh, that'd be them. great. That'd be beautiful. Like the real world opening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get, the, get the Muppet involved who has the fish. Okay. <laughs> guys, we are at 105 and we haven't talked about the main event. Okay. So. Welcome to WrestleSplania, the podcast where I, Kath Barbadoro, explain wrestling to Rachel Millman, a future wrestling fan. And uh, we have a very special guest with us this afternoon that's turned into evening because we've been hanging out for late like eight afternoon. hours. It's late <laughs> afternoon. Uh, yeah, our friend Patrick Monahan, aka Patty Mo, is here. This is a crossover episode uh, from my other podcast that I do with Patty. What a time to be alive. Hi, Pat. Hey, guys. What's up? <laughs> Why do you suddenly look nervous? I don't know. <laughs> you look nervous. Yeah. We yeah. do a podcast every week. You know how to do this. This is true. You've known me for like five years. I'm fine. <laughs> Please stop uh, dunking on me. Yeah. You know what makes people really at ease when you start interrogating them about why yeah. they're nervous? Hey. Are you upset? Hey, are you mad? <laughs> are you uh, mad? Well, now I am, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we all went to Ring of Honor last night. That's why That's why we're here. That's why Patty is here. And uh, I think it'll be interesting to talk to Patty about this. First of all, and I'm not saying this in a shaming way at all because I don't fucking listen anybody's bullshit you uh-huh. have not heard this podcast right i have not okay uh we've talked about you on almost every episode i think Uh-oh. we refer to you as our smart friend mm. yeah but in a loving way okay yeah so i think it'll be just interesting to get your perspective because you are a lot more of like a conventional wrestling fan than rachel and i like you've liked it since you were a kid right i i have a vivid memory of when i was a kid on like a saturday it was it used to be on saturday mornings i remember and there was like a an angle where the Undertaker buried the Ultimate Warrior alive, and I was like eight, and I was like, "This is stupid! Like, this is not real!" Like, you know. So I, I didn't like it when I was a kid, but I liked it in high school. Okay, was so it because wa- friends liked it, or you what got you a into it? Smart elementary schooler. I mean, <laughs> that's advanced. This guy's dude. not killing a guy on camera. This is but insane. Like, that's advanced. That's <laughs> right? why you went to a private college. Yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> smart eight year old. I used smart to be smart. That's true. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I liked it in high school. I don't remember what got me into back into it in high school, but I think it was just sort of like critical mass culturally. I went to an all guys high school. I don't know. Nobody like recommended it to me that I can remember, but I had like wrestling friends who were different than like my normal friends. And this was like sense. around the time when wrestling was like at Attitude, its peak of Attitude popularity. Era, Attitude era, yeah. Because I was going and you're a couple years older than me. So that timeline makes sense in terms of like when I also became culturally aware of it. And then yeah. was just immediately gate kept myself out. Yep. Uh, yeah. Like Go- Stone Cold Steve Austin. True, shit, like, right? true golden ear shit. The stuff that everyone like talks about now and says, why can't it be more like that? That's basically when I was into So it. who are your guys? Who are your guys? You like the good guys, you hate the bad guys, right? Like you like the faces, you hate the heels. I don't. I didn't have like a coherent, like sort of like backstage sort of analysis that I do now because mm-hmm. I'm a fucking adult and I waste way too much time thinking about this stuff. But um, 
I'm embarrassed to say that I liked Road Dog a lot, and he fucking sucks. Big, he sucks so bad. <laughs> Who's Road, Road Dog? I don't know. Another Road Dog. Dustin story. Sucks so bad. Road Dog is Dustin's favorite wrestler. Road Dog is. He's actually. I think. I think he's the head. I think he's the head writer booker of SmackDown now. But his yeah. name is Brian Armstrong. He's from like a wrestling family. He was one half of the New Age Outlaws with Mr. Ass. Was the other guy. Mr. Bad, Ass. Road Billy Dog Gun. and Mr. Ass. That's and a South Park character. They were part of DX. Um, which was like the generation was like the hey fuck teachers man like like stable basically where their whole thing was like suck it do you not know oh, about this oh I remember this? the suck it guys because yeah. that yeah. got done to me on the playground all the time okay so there you go so, so was your bully was a DX fan no uh, my high school bully was gay but why, why don't the need suck to explore it? that why the suck it oh because he was suck a fifth it. grader I, I don't want you to I want someone else to but you he know, was because they, you know, they were fifth grade boys and like but and that's what I, my question is did he like wrestling he did i was like was he a degeneration x fan and you were like he's gay <laughs> what i'm <laughs> oh, not I, what i was asking i misunderstood <laughs> the question uh <laughs> i can already see the mark being made for the edit um no they just they did the suck it just because like they were fifth graders entering puberty so anything sexual was shameful sure sure, sure. you know i mean dx uh, was like designed in a lab to sell t-shirts to like shitty, shitty nine-year-olds yeah yeah um so yeah i liked I liked Road Dog. He's he's he's. So ter- tell us why Ugh. Road Dog sucks so much. Yeah, well, I don't know. You have to so explain he, the I mean, anime. He was he was uh, he was good on he was. I don't know if he was even good on the mic, but he was the mic guy for like their entrance, which was their entrance was a song in the background, but him talking also. So like <laughs> great audio, but it's, it's I don't know, it's hard to explain. But like it's, was it like he, the New Day entrance kind of? Kind of. I mean like it was like the, the they would start with like a it's like a bad to the bone type riff like <laughs> oh you didn't know like that he, <laughs> your ass better call somebody <laughs> oh, no. and that would be and Road Dog saying right. that and he'd walk out and they'd be walking Sounds out like the and, best and like, job and like Mr Ass was actually like a very he's like. First of all, the guy's like still like in insane shape. His real name is Monty Kip Sop, which is like the funniest That's fucking name. Somehow in funnier than Mr. Ass. Monty Kip Sop. Monty Kip quotes Mr. Ass. None of those sound like names, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, he had like he had no good moves. He had like a <laughs> he had like a pump handle slam. What's his finisher? But he used to like pretend like he was fucking the guy. So there was like had an extra little dose of homophobia in there, which so is always why, good. So why was he your favorite? Like, what about I this? That's I a great lead in. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, okay. I, I couldn't just, tell you why. Because he was like just on TV a lot. Maybe because he wasn't like visibly like a muscle man. Mm. Maybe that's what like I thought was appealing. Like, yeah. you know, this guy like he, I could he's be not him. like a strong looking guy. He looks he was like your he's like a dude. dad bod. Yeah, I he's guess. scrappy. Yeah, um, I get it. But he had like a thing where he would like. He had like a, it was like the five knuckle shuffle, like the John Cena thing. He had a shake, rattle, and roll where it was like three like boring ass delivered punches. And then he would do like a little move and then like punch the guy on the ground. I think. I don't remember exactly the details, but yeah, he would, he would not be a, like, put it this way, like if you were playing a video game of wrestling, he would not be a fun guy to play as like a, your guy. You'd want to be like Austin or, or like Kurt Angle or yeah. like somebody who like has like good moves that you'd want to do. Road Dog would not be one of those guys, but for whatever reason, I was—I don't know—that's the, sta- the one that's the one that stands out to me. It's embarrassing. It's you, not good. Road Dog, Roadhouse. Maybe there's just like yeah, you do like th- Roadhouse. Well, line here. You guys brought it up this time, but yes, I do like Roadhouse. <laughs> that is Roadhouse true. is good. No one's saying Roadhouse is bad. We're it's just true. Saying you it's like Roadhouse. Patty loves Roadhouse. It's a good movie. Patty loves Roadhouse. So like that was you as a in high school. Yeah. You liked Road Dog. Were you always a fan, or have you like gone back in and out a few times? Or I basically dipped out completely once I got to college because we didn't 
my roommate and I freshman year didn't pay for cable. Mm. So we just didn't have access to it. Um, I heard about and sought out the um, Rock Hogan Mania match, which was like the, the spring of my freshman year of college, because it was like so crazy that um, Hogan was supposed to be the bad guy and Rock was supposed to be the good guy. But people, Hogan was so insanely over. People were so happy to have Hogan back in WWE or I guess WF that time that like they were cheering Hogan and booing the rock. And like that, apparently they changed the booking like on, like on the fly, right at the backstage at the show. And so like they had the match and like, you could see like in their faces, like at the rock in particular, like you could see him like looking around being like, this is fucking crazy. Like, I cannot believe that this reaction is happening. And so they like, they sent out Scott Hall and, uh, and Kevin Nash like beat up Hogan. Mm -hmm. So they had like the rock save him at the end to like turn, they did the turn because they had to do it. I want to watch this because the idea of an insecure rock is so foreign. It's wild. Well, the only other time I think of it happening was when, uh, when Reigns won the, uh, the Royal Rumble like two, three years ago. And they had The Rock come out to like help like coronate him. Right. And people were in Philly were so fucking mad that Reigns won the Rumble because like they dumped out Daniel Bryan. They dumped all the guys that everybody mm-hmm. liked that The Rock came out and they were booing the fucking Rock. And, like, That's insane. And like The Rock is when, when you become like famous from wrestling and you come back to wrestling, you're either we love this guy or this guy's like too Hollywood now. We hate him type thing. Yeah. And this was none of that. This was just boo this guy because he's fucking aligning himself with Reigns who we hate. Right. Like fuck fuck you for trying to get Reigns over by associating. How dare you be corporate? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So wrestling is, is interesting because like you, you find people in random places that are fans of the same thing. And then you just talk like last night I was out at a bar very late, like one 30 in the morning. I was wearing a Sasha Banks bullet club mashup shirt because I'm a fucking smart pain in the ass. And, uh, <laughs> and a dude like was like, Hey man, what's going on with that shirt? And then I ended up talking to this fucking guy for like half an hour about wrestling shit about like how you, you're like chasing the dragon of like the first like high that you get from it. And so, like, for me, it's Mankind winning the title on Raw in, like, 1998 or whenever that was, 99. Because that was, like, that's still, to in my mind, the biggest pop that's ever happened in wrestling. So, like, what you're saying is that you saw that yeah. and it fucking blew your mind. And everything since then has kind of been you progressively getting more jaded about it. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> this sounds like what everyone has told me my, like, wrestling journey will be. Because yeah. the first thing I ever watched was Omega Jericho. Yeah, I mean that's pretty yeah, good. I'm that's, fucked, that's, right? that's pretty good match. I'm fucked. Well, I watched Omega Jericho, and then I watched the Royal Rumble from this year. I watched two good things. I mean, the Rumble's always fun. Like you know, you're not you're not going to lose enthusiasm for the Rumble. That's like a that's like an endlessly just, repeatable. From thing. what everything that Kath has told me and others have told me is that this is one of the best. This was this was one of the best Rumbles of all time. That's correct. It was. Yeah. So it's just going to be downhill. But yeah. it's I, okay. I will counter argue it with this though. And I am not a good example because I am also relatively new and I know that like we have a limited amount of time before we get jaded. But I do think you can also just only watch good stuff if you want. Like yeah. it's not that hard. But also we're all very irony poisoned and like hate watch shit all the time. We love hate watching <laughs> shit, which is why I'm having so much fun making this because not like this it's there's zero irony involved. I'm yeah. looking for the utmost sincerity in this. I'm looking for the utmost analysis in this. It's like watching Mad Men except I'm not going to eventually be disappointed and bored. 
Yeah. I mean, but you probably will eventually be disappointed and bored is the problem. Well, I mean, everybody, so <laughs> I we don't... can try to push it off as long as we can. I don't mean oh. this as criticism, but when I was watching Elimination Chamber the other day, I was just like, oh, fuck this, LOL. And everyone was like, it only took a month for Rachel to understand wrestling. And like, that may be true of WWE, but I've still found super exciting things in, um, the, in other matches and in indie outfits. So I don't think it's anywhere near over for me yet in terms of not being jaded well this is the this is i think the thing that has helped me and we were talking about patty and i were talking about this last night because patty now is somebody do you do you like get involved in fantasy booking or do you just get mad about booking (laughs) i don't get involved in i mean like I have ideas about what I would do, but mm-hmm. I, I don't like actively doing it. Yeah, I mean... But you like have these conversations after, with people. After a certain and- amount of time, being a fan of like big product wrestling like WWE, you just get mad about how they're booking it and you think you could do a better job. Like when when Owens won the Universal title, I remember a couple years ago, my reaction was not like, this is amazing. It was like, what is the company doing? Like, what is yeah. that? You know, like what, what, ha- what wall had to get broken down to lead to this? Because like... Kevin Owens, for people who don't know, is like the creator wrestler of every wrestling fan, like me. Yeah, he looks like he's like an overweight guy in the crowd. with a beard, <laughs> like a white guy with a beard. Who like he is just that's just and the he's dupe. like the biggest fan too. Right. Like right. he's, a, and huge he's like fan. a huge fan. Well, the thing we said on a pre we were talking a thing we mentioned about you on a previous episode was like Patty loves Kevin Owens, and then immediately, yay, he's a big fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it, you love Kevin Owens, and your enthusiasm for Kevin Owens is what makes me want to watch him. He's awesome. It like overrides like the other stuff about what's going on. Like he, he is from Montreal. English is like not his first language. He's like, but he's like an insanely good promo. He understands what you're supposed to do. He does all. He's the, good at everything. He's he great at all commentary. The, he does all the little shit that you're supposed to do that like makes yeah. people hate you more. And like it's the kind of thing where like he can stay heel while people cheer him because they respect that he's good at the job like when they had a match in japan it was him and uh i think it was him and lesnar i forget i forget who he fought in japan but like he had a match when they had like that like random pay-per-view in japan he like they give you like a bouquet of everyone gets a bouquet of flowers at the beginning of the match he just like threw them like out out of the ring you know (laughs) and like that's like huge disrespect like oh my god but like he knows japan enough to know that's like the easiest way to get heat is to do shit like that where you like disrespect the formalism of the thing anyway i'm getting i'm going around here but yeah he's totally cool he's good I was telling you I was watching Elimination Chamber and you were like, oh, tweet it from the WrestleSplania account and watching everybody else's like smart stuff float through because I was looking at all like the hashtags and stuff. I was like, it kind of made it less fun because everyone was immediate, like they were correct in their predictions. But since the prediction was mildly disappointing, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess. It's not it's supposed just... to be fun. It's wrestling fandom. It's not supposed to be fun. <laughs> That's what's I'm interesting. To, but you're supposed to hate what you like. I That's like the that deal. I'm a bad fan because I want to enjoy things yeah, organically. You're supposed to, you're right. supposed to hate it. Well, that's what's interesting. Like, I don't mean to like bring up this disagreement to be like you're enjoying this wrong because I don't think there is a wrong way. But it is like all of this to me just sounds so dreary. It yeah. sounds like a bummer. It totally is. I mean, it's it's like a. So why do you keep watching it? You're just gonna browbeat you for the topic <laughs> yeah, that yeah. we brought you on to talk about. I don't. No, I just I'm genuinely <laughs> curious. Like what what the enjoyment is for you if you feel so frustrated by it all the time. I mean, I I appreciate the. Setting aside all the physical stuff, like cutting a promo is like the same kind of thing you want to do when you're doing stand up, like super distilled to like, you know, a like a fine art. Like you have like a minute to do like what you would do in like a 15 minute set or whatever. It's the most direct 
form of like character based entertainment I can think of. Right. I mean, like, and like, not everyone can do it. Like, and like, there are, there are impediments to it that are things you just cannot help. Like, people like don't want to hear about Roman Reigns, the underdog, because he's like a fucking handsome guy and everyone knows that he's like the next guy. So, no matter what he fucking says, people are going to say, fuck this guy. He sucks on the mic, whatever. Yeah. Whereas like someone like, I mean, I don't know, like, like Dusty Rhodes or whatever, right? Like he's like a big fat dude who is like in, insanely charismatic. He yeah, like he's like a preacher. Bad hair, I sent you his like yeah, Dusty promos right. were like incredible. Like the fucking hard times promo. Like you watch that and it's like, this is like being in church. Like that is what yeah. it's like. And there are just some people who like are, have that ability and some people who don't. And I find that to be very interesting. Um, so do you feel like when someone is really, really good, like, Kevin Owens yeah. or something. Do you feel like it does transcend your sort of market-based kind of like what's the what's going on here? Like, do you feel like you can break out of that if someone's really good? Or when was the last time you felt that way that you were like fully marking out? Yeah. Um, well, it would have been probably Raw twenty-five when Austin came back and just like yeah. stunned Vince and Shane because that's just like purely just like stupid. Like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like that. That to me was like because it takes you, but you you put yourself back in the head of the you know sixteen-year-old kid yeah. who like liked the stuff. Back For our then. listeners, Patty and I were at Raw twenty-five at the Barclays Center, so uh, yeah, we were there when Stone Cold came out, and Patty was. Very into it. It was very fun. It was good. It's, it's exactly <laughs> what you want. It was perfect opening segment. He comes out and they have like you know Vince and Shane saying some bullshit, and then Austin just kind of like looks at him and then just stuns him, and like that's it. Like he like there's did no. Did you scream like I did last night when Dustin came out? I didn't scream when he came out, but oh, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure I made some. I'm not very. I'm, I'm not very demonstrative. I'm not a very demonstrative guy generally. Irish Catholic Patrick yeah. Monaghan. You're just like physically repressed and everything. I don't, but... I, I don't like. I don't like clap at baseball games. You know when I go. Like I don't. I'm not like a big. You yeah. Know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a. I'm not a good. I wouldn't be a good audience member. Put it that way. Um, <laughs> you're a comic. I know. Why? Why wouldn't want? I wouldn't want an audience full of me's because I would think. I would think I was bombing. I'll you're tell you right now. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a thing that happens when you like realize it. And it's like a, it's like Neo realizing he's in the Matrix type fucking thing, where you realize that wrestling is carnies. This is like my big thing that I, that has informed my entire perspective on the whole thing, because it used to literally be carnies. They were like a traveling yeah. show that would like, oh, we'll be here next month. So they sell you on next month's show while you're at the show because they have to do that. Yeah. Right? That instinct has not left because you go to fucking a live show you pay like a hundred bucks to go sit in these t- in these seats they're still fucking selling you on the next show it, it's it, so it's funny crazy. My, my friend uh pat dean i was telling him about how i was into wrestling he's like you know i could never get into it because i could never buy the fact that two guys would be like i hate you so much let's settle this in atlanta like that's not like <laughs> that's not like how things happen like, he was just like i could never buy into it that which i just is, thought was so funny that is the part that does stress me out as a new fan is realizing that there is so much to take in and there are so many storylines to follow but i realized pretty quickly and thankfully for my own stress levels that you can kind of tune in and out and sort of understand because it's very basic because it's a lot of very basic structures of storytelling and they fill you in hard to be like oh yeah they hate each other great yeah they (laughs) fill you in a lot they make sure you're up to speed but i incredible at exposition i do think it's interesting like that is something you can't um divorce the sort of origins of this from what it is in, no. and in the sense of like you know we're sort of nominally leftist and talking about wrestling but like wrestling would not exist without ruthless capitalism yeah like that is what it is based I in mean, wf was founded by 
Vince McMahon senior buying up a bunch of fucking territories. Like yeah. he, he basically bought out a bunch of guys. So like, that's what led to the product that became a national product. And then they got on TV and they had the clout to do that. And now it's a billion dollar business that was again, founded as a come see the big, strong man, uh, beat up the other big, strong man. Yeah. And you hate one, and you like one. And that's like the, <laughs> and that's the thing. And, and, and I, I love that about it. I truly do. Like Ric Flair, man, Ric Flair, he almost died like earlier or like last year at the end of last year. And his first like Whoa. surfacing after he almost <laughs> died was sitting in a chair in the hospital, wearing a t-shirt saying, cutting a promo on the idea of death. <laughs> and, and you could buy the fucking t-shirt. He was already yeah. wearing a shirt. You could already buy that guy is the fucking business. That's yeah. unbelievable to me that you have that level of hustle. That's the greatest, that, that is like the greatest shit. Like that is so good. There's so much about Ric Flair. That's great. Including like he said, he like fucked Halle Berry and like that definitely didn't happen, but he just like said it. <laughs> that's like, an, that's like an insane piece of information that he just is like, yeah, you know, it's like, no, definitely not, but okay, whatever. But good like, luck. but these dudes who were like, the, like the dudes who were like that, like marinated in the fucking, like the carny business that they're in that kicks ass. I love that. I think that's the greatest thing to me. That That's so good. So that's really interesting to me. So like you do your sort of entertainment in it isn't even necessarily in the actual act of the wrestling. It's like you're entertained by this business, like this concept yeah. of this industry. It, it is. It's kind of like a weird like meta enjoyment where it's like, oh, that little thing is like a great piece of character work within this match. Like I appreciate that from like, yeah, you, you sort of become like a like a backstage dipshit. Like that's like what happens eventually. That's, so I think we're actually similar fans in a, in ways that I didn't realize prior to this. Well, you're, cause you're so interested in like the production of it. I'm interested in the production of it, but I don't want to know anything about the dirt sheets. I just want to know like how they conceive that character, how they come up with the costume idea. Yeah. Like, so you want to know past, not future. Yeah. I just want to know like the foundations of like what you made with a character and like to segue into it, we went to a ring of honor last night and there's a, there's a wrestler, Marty Skrull, who I saw for the first time when we were live streaming uh, New Japan Wrestling at four o'clock in the morning. And I lost my fucking mind at his <laughs> weird goddamn outfit. And I'm still not quite over it. I refuse to believe he's younger than me. Marty Skrull is 45. <laughs> Rachel funny. unironically thought he was 60 when we were watching Honor Rising. She was like, "What? he's sick. She literally was like, well, he's 60, like not making a joke. And I was like... <laughs> He is younger than you are. So, <laughs> he is yeah, 28 I mean, years old. If you're Look listening below to this his hairline. And you will you see the rest of his body, which is not possible if you are 60 yeah. years old. You don't know that. I'm telling you, Steroids he is man. handsome. He is a handsome man. He look beyond like the a fucking bird. Look beyond the fucking Tim Burton he look, he look, steampunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he looks like fucking he, Invader he looks Zim like, shit. Uh, if, if, he looks like the Penguin if Guy Ritchie directed Batman. That's <laughs> what his deal is. That is exactly what he I just looks It says like. a lot of his character that he sells a custom umbrella. And people fucking buy it. It's got and the a handle gun. looks like a gun. It's so fucking Rules. stupid. I, what's really great about like the messaging of costume, and I'm talking about the subtleties, is that Marty has the word villain written on his butt. Yeah. So you he don't is, know. Yeah. Just to make sure you understand who he is as yeah. a character. Yeah, he's anti-subtlety, so I kind of enjoy that. <laughs> but, we, should, we should go through this. Uh, yeah. Well, first, I kind of want to hear um, everybody's sort of holistic impressions of the of the evening so we were at the manhattan center uh i fucked up and bought us seats just directly behind a pole but you wouldn't have known that i didn't know i did 
didn't know, but I still feel bad. We really appreciated the dudes in front of us at this show as opposed to the ones that evolved because one, uh, Kyle said hi to us and listens to this yeah, show. Yeah, shout out so, to Kyle. Hi, Kyle. And two, his up, friend Kyle? who was a big bigger guy switched with him and it was easier for us to see around the pole and i actually yeah. you were in the bathroom but i was like hey by the way i noticed that you switched and it was really nice of you thank you and he was like oh i wasn't trying to make a big deal Aww. he was really sweet yeah no they were really cool also they got on board again you were in the bathroom for this the one objectionable comment i heard at Ring I of honor. all the problematic stuff on stage. There was, so we got there a little late and uh, uh, there was, the women's match was happening. It was a tag match and Sumi Sakai was in it. Who's, um, I don't know exactly where she's from, but she's East Asian and she has like dyed hair. Yeah. And somebody started young, like, let's go Asuka. And uh, everyone was like, boo. And uh, the dudes in front of us and me started a, that was racist chant. Oh, uh, wow. No, I no, do no, we started a don't be racist chant. Don't be racist. So yeah. I, I was like, you guys are cool. Yeah. That guy, the person who cheered for Asuka shut up after that and it was fine. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. And there were definitely differences between that and Evolve. Like the gender difference was, there was way, way less women there at a, at a, at a show that we had been to previously with it already didn't have that many women. Thank God. <laughs> Love ya. Um, we were joking. We were all joking around. Like imagine if you drank every time you saw a bullet club shirt. Yeah. You'd be dead you'd immediately. You'd be dead in 20 minutes. Hundreds. That would hundreds happen in raw too though. Like, like, yeah. like, like, like bullet club is like a but thing I've that never, I've never seen more than at ring of honor. Yeah, of course. Like, well, obviously yeah. saturation. Cause they're it's in like, the, they're in the promotion. They're, they're in the, the show. promotion. Yeah. Uh, but it was really kind of it was not not staggering in a bad way. It was just impressive, like how much like the Bullet Club brand has like soaked through the whole thing. Like they are yeah. the leads and they are they've earned it. Well, we'll talk about this too when we talk about the matches. But they, they put they out run so it. much fucking content. They run it's that insane. show. They were making content in series. the ring. It's like so much. That is so much fucking work. The idea to make something that's like kind of funny. I like I've only seen like a clip or they're two. They're not of bad. It. They're pretty and good. It's like. You're doing all this shit. You're doing the the in ring stuff. You're traveling. You're doing all this stuff, and then you're also like cutting together a fucking web series every week. You got. I mean, you got to respect a that. pretty high level of production. I mean, yeah. they film it on their phones, but there's a lot of editing that goes Again, into it. This is I the was business. really this is the business, baby. I, I love was really it. impressed when shit. they were filming of like Cody's. Uh, probably not even amateur at this point because he he probably gets paid to do it so thereby not an amateur his camera work with his arm yeah like he's already a strong guy so he can keep his arm up for a while <laughs> but i was noticing he knew his angles and stuff for cameras he knew how to do a slow pan yeah. on an iphone like good you, well, you know, know what you're doing i mean you know his deal right you know like he's from yeah i know family. he's a dynasty boy yeah and i know he was in wwe and now he's not and in wwe like i knew him as stardust so he was like yeah. a weird like i don't know like a david bowie type like yeah. weirdo like you know i mean and the, I, there was no personality it was just like weird shit yeah i uh i saw him again in the first thing i ever watched and kath was just like he's just a real life anime villain and <laughs> i it's true he looks That's like good. an anime lawyer he yeah. looks like an anime lawyer um he is i really appreciate the work it takes to be such a se severe heel that he is like yeah. he's incredible at his job there's that there's the golden lover storyline right now where he is like the most evil man he doesn't listen to Kota Ibushi's consent and kisses him without asking which is 
fucked. Uh, <laughs> sure. But the fact that I think it's helping the story and he is doing the there's some genuine work of like, you have to have a good villain to fight against. Well, he yeah. was like working really hard at that last night too. Like he was doing everything. I mean, oh. he, 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 like pre, he like canceled the match before it started. Yeah, he walked out. Like that's like, that's all like classic yeah. shit. And, that, and that's he the kind of shit. He spilled the guy's soda. He yeah. spit the so guy's face. So for the listeners, he was fighting enemy of the podcast, Flip Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> like, so Flip is supposed, was supposed to be the face, but like Flip is a flat earther who thinks uh, football players should stand during the anthem. And like, you know, we are all becoming progressively woker as a Flip. society. Flip. So like, also Flip. in addition Flip. to this, like, yeah, Flip. he's a shit, like Flip. shoot shitty guy, Flip. but also he has one move. It's fucking a flip. That's all he does. Yeah, it looks cool, but like a lot of people can do flips. He's so boring. I he's so shitty boring. Shitty gear, like <laughs> shitty promo. Looks like every dude in the world. His theme is a cheat because they have the flip chant baked into the theme. Yeah. So his, it creates the it creates the chant. He really wants to drive home the fact that he can do a fucking flip. Yeah. Here <laughs> is was, his name Philip. Is that where it came no. from? It's because he can do fucking flips. That is why he is named that. I would. Your commentary last night on him was excellent. <laughs> I like when he flips. <laughs> Patty says he's not demonstrative, but he definitely yelled at one I think point. He's gonna do do a, flip. a flip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the most. That was pretty demonstrative of you last night. Yeah, you just kept leaning over to us, going, "I bet he's gonna do a flip." <laughs> uh, Guess well, what? I'm you not, were right. Because I'm not showy. I'm not trying to get approval from the entire audience. No, you're right. right? You're not an you asshole. Know? Yeah. Yeah. You're not making it about you. You're just yeah. making us laugh. The only time yeah. I ever did that was like a. Uh, I went to Georgetown, like a Georgetown Duke basketball game when I was still in college, and they had like an advertisement in like the DC. Uh, arena for like a Rod Stewart concert coming up mm-hmm. it was before the game started and I just screamed Rod Stewart went to Duke boo which is like <laughs> insanely not true but the entire Known British but, guy Rod but the Stewart entire, went the to entire Duke. section was booing Rod Stewart just that like the idea ass. of Rod Stewart that's the only time I think of where I tried to like summon the power of the crowd like alright let's and get and that him. is where you got the stand up bug yeah. yeah oh that feels good okay yeah. Yeah. I like laughs they're, I doing, do, they're doing what I want them to do I yeah. do feel like as I don't know if you agree with me Patty but I feel like as a stand up comedian it is very cathartic to boo at wrestling oh yeah because like we're not allowed to do that and, and, <laughs> in booing, comedy. and booing is like a that is like a desired response for some right of these guys, yeah you right? just want people to be vocal so yeah you know it's it's a it's not that fine a line between like actual heat and x-pac heat or big show heat or whatever you want to call it right i don't know, I don't know what the so what the, what the current for rachel is. what that means is basically there's heel heat of like Boo, you're the bad guy. Boo, Haters we don't like famous. you. But, yeah. we exactly. like, but we, but we like what he's like, doing. He's yeah. good at this. Yeah. And, then, and there's just go away, which is X-Pac Heat. X-Pac Heat is like, we don't like you. Like this flip, we have X-Pac Heat for Flip. Yeah. We have heel heat for Cody. X-Pac, it sounds like you're saying Xbox for starters. Well, X-Pac was in... Did you, <laughs> X-Pac was, is he, a wrestler. He was the okay. worst guy in DX. He had like a shittier version of the DX theme. You're saying words. Degeneration X. <laughs> okay. Which is the Suck It Guys. We're talking the about Suck before. It Guys. Okay, he was in the Suck It Guys, but he was the um, shittiest one. He used to be the one, two, three kid. His big thing was that he had like a really poorly wrestled match where he beat Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon is Scott Hall, who was like That's a big deal. That doesn't help her. Razor Ramon, <laughs> it was a, he was like, a, he's like, he's like a, he's like a huge like jack dude who, uh, his gimmick was that he was basically like Tony Montana. He had like he would just like throw a toothpick at guys before he started fighting them. He was fake Cuban. He was not fake really Cuban. Cuban. Okay, okay. His name is Scott Hall. He's not Cuban. They can't be Cuban. <laughs> and but then he and Kevin Nash went over to WCW and they founded the NWO. So like that was like yeah. where that came from. Okay. Anyway, 
Um, the X-Pac, point is, X-Pac, X-Pac is, is bad. shitty and people, people like, want to get him out of here. And, yeah. and it was also similar with Big Show, who was like the. the, the... I know who Big Show is because okay. the coffin thing. So Big Show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man, but Boss Man. The big Boss Man, oh, Big yeah, Show yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So Big Show was similar for a time where he was supposed to be this big bad guy that everyone hated, but it's more like, please get off camera. We don't. We kind of said anymore. something similar to that on the first on the first couple episodes. Like, if we make you hate us, that's great. The only thing we don't want is if you don't feel anything. It's like a frat. It's like a frat t-shirt wrestling yeah. is a frat t-shirt loved hated but never ignored like sigap that's like what you want <laughs> wrestling is a frat like, t-shirt why, wrestling is a frat t-shirt is a really good like that's why that. like that's why like roman reigns is is where he is because you can't write that kind of half people hate him half people love him or whatever you know there's no there's no like ambivalence and you, that's what you is want. sort of ambivalent about well, him. you're one of a few i just i feel like i'm very tired of everyone having a take well, you know, it, I, I have, think like, that's just fatigue. general Twitter fatigue. Yeah, but like in wrestling, it's like everybody's again. It's what you want, but like I just don't really feel anything. My main for opinion him. on Roman Reigns is that he is hot. Yeah, me too. Like that's kind of it. That's yeah, kind of all I can hot. summon. That's part of why he has the hate too. Because right, it's because like, people are like, oh, fuck this guy. like fucking fake, fake girl, fake wrestling girls. Like just think he's hot. Like what are they real fans don't like Fergal? him. Huh? When are they going to say that about Fergal? Well, the, they the, all have crushes on Fergal. That's the thing, and that's also true. like, uh, do you have a crush on Fergal? I don't, but I understand what you mean. Like, I, we can turn off the mics, and you can say yes. I don't. I don't have a. I don't. <laughs> the thing that I think is so stupid about the Roman Reigns thing of like, oh, you just like him because he's hot. Like, real wrestling fans don't care about that. Is like, wrestling is so much about what people look like. Absolutely, it's so silly to act like somebody being hot is not the part of the character. The number one target of booth babes feel that way about other fans in wrestling i'm not saying that like if you like wrestling you are attracted to men or anything it's not about attraction but it is about what these people look like and that is but a I, big part of what people respond what you want to yourself i mean to i mean I th- I th- exactly. but, but i think being hot is part of like the it's you, your you can't be hot and be the underdog you know what i mean yes. like, that doesn't yeah, work you have to be yeah i, you I to get be that cute you can't like, be hot that's why everyone likes again we're going back to kevin owens but like he that's looks why, like he yeah. looks like me like that's why i think he's awesome also. for sure so we were talking earlier about um our like general vibe of the show and like what we felt about it and i felt like this show way more than evolve was very i don't know about aggressively masculine but like I definitely I was like having to walk through big crowds of people downstairs when I was getting beer and I felt a lot more stressed out about it than I did at Evolve yeah like you, just you tweeted about getting into a fight down there yeah I like a dude sassed me like it was just like a the vibe was different I felt a lot more like I had to have my guard up and nothing happened was that because we were in Manhattan too maybe Maybe it not might that I'm been. scared of Manhattan, but just Manhattan makes me an anxious person. Yeah, I mean, we were like in Midtown, and yeah, we were I, Midtown. it was just like the the people sitting near us were nice, and like I didn't hear anybody doing anything shitty, but like I just when I had to sort of navigate the throng of fans, and maybe it was just a numbers thing. Maybe it was just because there were so many more people, but it definitely didn't feel as like chill. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Um, but we were really excited when the surprise of our collective wife, Dustin, came out. Yeah, yeah, So I screamed. <laughs> I screamed like a teenage girl circa 2000 seeing a member of NSYNC. I was completely delighted. And then he was like, I need a team. My best friend is hurt. Gonna bring out Cheeseburger. And we just further lost our minds. So what happened with that is, so Kenny King was scheduled to uh, 
go against those three guys, uh, Silas Young, Beer City Bruiser, and Brian Malonis, who was that big boy who I didn't know. But uh, So it was Kenny King and then a fan's choice of tag team. So people got to vote of who they wanted oh. to be the tag team. So also, again, speaking to how t- super over our wife Dustin is, like people voted for him, but it's like, oh, well, Greg's hurt. So now we're Team Chuck E. Cheese with Cheeseburger. Yeah. Uh, and for those who don't know and didn't watch our live stream, I learned about... I learned about a couple of these guys when we were live streaming New Japan at four o'clock in the morning on three hours of sleep. So I learned about Cheeseburger, who is 90 pounds, basically. Yeah. And did he beat Beer City Bruiser or who did he He did it. He he beat the Tongans. He beat like Tama Tonga at uh, New Japan. And then I learned about Marty's girl, who we will get into. <laughs> we have to get into it. Uh, and I also, I don't think I learned, and Beer City Bruiser. I don't know. And Dalton Castle, I also learned about. Yeah, yeah, um, So I immediately love Cheeseburger, because he's this scrawny 90-pound guy named Cheeseburger. And Dustin comes out, who I'm already enthusiastic about, because I know things about him and can follow the narrative. And he says, Cheeseburger. And we both started screaming. And then it was like, Kenny King. And I was like, oh my god. And you were like, how the hell do you know who Kenny King is? And I was like, he was on The Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah, so, so that was like Rachel's dream tag team. Yeah, the only one who's, who's missing is Greg. So uh, there was that. We saw, who else did we see? We got to see uh, our pal Dalton, who, again, very hot. The name's Dalton. Dalton <laughs> looks like if you put Tim Faust and Carrie Elwes in the machine from the fly, but also some steroids. <laughs> I see it. They're so he the the collective result is very handsome. Yeah, yeah. He's I really like him. I think he's super entertaining. I also think Tim is handsome. Tim, Tim is, is very handsome. handsome. He's hey, a Tim. handsome man. So is Carrie Elwes. Oh, I love Carrie Elwes. <laughs> Just a lot of handsome. Big fan of the movie. What was that movie? Crush, where like Alicia Silverstone the, like it's went the crazy. Crush, the Crush, where yeah. Alicia Silverstone plays a fourteen-year-old girl. Did you kill girl? somebody with bees? I was getting <laughs> to it. <laughs> You're taking away my sorry, moment. Sorry, sorry, My God. Sorry. Alicia Silverstone plays a 14-year-old girl who has an insane crush on Carrie Elwes, who I don't actually remember. She dubiously, definitely hospitalizes his girlfriend with bees. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if she dies. <laughs> and then it ends with her screaming on a carousel that's in an attic. Sure. I watched it a lot on TBS. Carrie, I will say that Carrie Elwes uh, is extremely good in Liar Liar, which is one of my favorite movies. As, as the stepdad, it's the claw. Oh no! Yeah, 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 yeah. Nina knows what I'm talking about. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, great gift, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> Carrie Elwes rules. Um, so anyway, he's he's Dalton Castle. That's where we're getting back to the topic. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, I I like I said, I liked everything that I saw. I, I it was fun. Um, it didn't have the. It was weird because I guess they were leaning on commentary to do a lot of the work. Yeah, and I was being, wondering and, about and that. And being there live doesn't give you any sort of like, you have no sense of who's good and who's bad other than just the crowd. But like when you're dealing with a crowd that's like a bunch of dudes that look like me, it's hard to tell who's good and who's bad like storyline because if they like somebody, even if they're like a Supposed heel, to be bad, they're yeah. going to cheer the guy they like, right? We so were, it like we, doesn't really make any sense. We touched on this earlier with the Cody Flip thing because Flip was supposed to be the face for the match, but and he absolutely did have enthusiastic people in the crowd, but like... It was pretty split, though. It was pretty split, and it was not supposed and to be split. And he was doing like Bullet Club shit as like his... that Those were his taunts. It's like, all right, dude, like maybe you should get your own identity. So, like, well, this is, the, this is the story. I know a little bit more about yeah, the story because like they, that one actually I did sort of follow. So the story is that 
Flip is trying to get booked on the big super indie show that Cody's putting together. All All in. in. Yeah. So all in. We were talking about this with the Young Bucks, too. So the interesting thing about like these Bullet Club guys is that their whole thing is like, look, we don't need WWE. We're making good money on our own because we're selling all this merch and we have tons of fans. We're going to put on a 10,000 seat show. Yeah, they did that like, show like in, in like in like the parking lot of like WrestleMania or something, right? Yeah, they did yeah. like a like invasion angle on their YouTube show where yeah. they like invaded Raw or something and they all got in trouble. That's a good bit. And that's why they can't do the two suite anymore. Yeah, they got a season assist for the two suite. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so they tailgated their way in. Yeah. Kind of, in, yeah. In parlance terms. Yeah. <laughs> and they, like, kind of got in trouble, and so... Because but Cody it, was WWE, so, like, that's mm-hmm. like, adds an extra layer to it, too. So the story here is that Cody is putting together this big super indie show, and Flip wants to get booked on it. Yeah. Flip wants to do the show, and yeah. Cody keeps telling him no. So... All the Bullet Club stuff is like there's this subplot of like Flip is trying to get into Bullet Club. Flip is trying to get an all in. Yeah. And everybody's like, fuck you, Flip. You're a dumbass flat earther and we don't <laughs> like you. <laughs> so. I do have to. The one thing what was fun for us is that since we vehemently hate Flip, we were really annoyed when he actually did something cool. Yeah. He has like a really beautiful uh, moonsault to the outside. Like he does a great moonsault off the top turnbuckle to the outside. It's beautiful. But he fucking sucks, man. Like, a lot of people can do a good moonsault. I don't care. Yeah, whenever he did something Hangman cool. Hangman Page jumped off the fucking balcony. Okay? That was insane. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was dope. That yeah. was dope. Uh, I, uh, but, like, so, I, the one thing I do have to respect about Flip is that his figurine is on top of a flat earth. He's, like, <laughs> leaning into it, but only to some extent. He can't handle, he's, if you can't handle the heat, don't lean in. Yeah. Like, you can't lean into certain things if you're still sensitive about them. It's like, don't believe that the earth is flat, you fucking idiot. <laughs> That's better advice. If you're a wrestler, you take planes everywhere. Like, you on, see man. the curve well, of the earth. But you only can see when he flips. He doesn't flip high enough to see the curvature of the earth. That's yeah, that's the, the problem. He needs to get better at fucking yeah, flipping. He needs, to get, he needs to jump higher so he can see the curvature of the earth. Yeah. Uh, Get better at wrestling and you'll learn about physics. But anyway, (laughs) to go back to what is that the crowd was supposed to be all on flip side and it was pretty split. And, and like I said, Cody was trying real hard because he's Cody, like bringing up Kenny and yeah. spitting in people's faces that, and everybody's still like, yeah, but Flip sucks. Yeah. And that <laughs> says they, so much to how good Cody is at his craft that he desperately just wanted to be hated. Yeah. Like he spat in the face of a guy wearing his own shirt. He's he dumped someone's He soda. kicked his wife in the head. <laughs> that was planned. That was accidental. Well, no, I know it was planned. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. a But yeah, like, but checked the, on her eventually. OK, it's fine. <laughs> Was really he great. kicked his. Obviously, he was trying to go for flip, and he. Oh no, he kicks Brandy instead. Uh, but yeah, then he wins, and then he gloats while she's laying on the outside. Was, of the that ring. was really funny. It's just like great, great heel stuff. But I mean, we just it, don't like flip. Yeah, it's. I mean, and they and they baked that into like the way they booked the show too. I think like they're not stupid. Like that's yeah. the thing. The thing about like all this stuff is they're endlessly malleable to like what the crowd, how the crowd is behaving, and how yeah. the crowd is reacting. So like. All that stuff is like, yeah, well, look, we know they're going to, like, at least half people are going to be in Bullet Club shirts. They're going to be fucking cheering, whatever. Yeah. We'll figure out a way to kind of make this work as a, you know, like, people like the bad guy, and that's fine. And we'll, you know, figure out a way to sort of, like, make it uh, function as a good guy, bad guy type setup. You know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, hitting the, hitting, the, hitting the girlfriend or hitting the wife was a clearly a gamble towards like, you know, Oh, this is a bad guy, but it's like, eh, it turns out, uh, with a wrestling crowd, you might always get the response you want. <laughs> uh, 
But Cody was great though. And then he, well, he was trying so hard. I just like, I find Cody's just such a clearly dynamic performer more so than flip. And yeah. like, this is the flip trash hour, right? <laughs> but he, he's just great. And I was very happy to finally see him live. And I say finally, like I've been yearning for years and it's been like two months. I like his finishing move a lot. People talk about how he's like kind of boring in the ring and I get it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's legit, but I think the crossroads is really cool. I think it like, it's yeah. the one where he like, he's sort of like, they're facing up. He's facing down. He gets them in like sort of a, like a neck face lock and then he flips them over onto their head. Yes. Do you know that? I think that's like really cool. It's like yes. Sister Abigail-ish. Yeah. It's kind of Sister Abigail-ish. Yeah. Uh, I, I like it. I think it's a good move. It's Bray Wyatt's finisher. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like the Beer City Bruiser or whatever that guy's name was. I that like was that good. guy. That's He's a, a lot that's of a fun. Good, that's a good bit. He is. So when we watched him in New Japan, he I, I think this was actually the one I watched without Rachel, but uh, he was fighting this dude, uh, Goto, in Japan. And uh, he comes out with a uh, keg, a pony keg, like he had, and a cigar, yeah, yeah. right? So in the Goto match, Goto like takes a cigar and like grinds it into the mat, like, fuck you. And uh, and then later in the match, the Beer City Bruiser grinds Goto's face into the broken cigar on the mat. I it like was that. wonderful. Like that. And that they is... start the ref starts yelling at him, and he goes, "We'll clean the ring then." Like that's really so good. good. Yeah, he's uh, fun. Yeah. He also uh, he's a he's like a super name searcher. So if you tweet about him, he will find it and fave it. Yeah, he found us last night because we were tweeting City guy? The, the... Beer City Bruiser. Yeah, yeah. Beer City Bruiser. shout yeah. out to Beer City Bruiser. Come on the show, man. Shout Please, out. you look like a giant like... sad baby, and I love it. Yeah, like. <laughs> I love those dudes who are just like it's like a like a gross dude. That's like your your gimmick is like, yeah. like a gross dude, and like you don't seem like you should be able to work a match because like you would think because you, you look gross. You would think you would get like super gassed like really early, but like that's I respect that. That's yeah. good. There's a there's a dude I used to see wrestle in Texas named Dirty Andy Dalton. And <laughs> Hell his, yeah. His whole gimmick was just that like he smelled really bad. Yeah. <laughs> that was like that's the entire a, gimmick. He, that's a beautiful. I wish people did more. It was gimmicks good. Like he'd like that. stick his he'd like stick his hand in his singlet and like scratch his ass and then like slap the other guy with it. It's oh, that's great. So good. It was that's so good. Disgusting. Good Hello. There's a cat on me. Sorry, folks. <laughs> it's my cat. It's Meryl. Hey, Meryl. Um, hey, Mayor. Mayor. But yeah, uh, the main Good event. Good job, Mayor. Just getting the ass right now. Your <laughs> ass is like right in his face. Aww. I admire her aggressiveness. Yeah, this is great. It's a power move. Uh, the main event was uh, you could you could see they were just like setting up things to be like exciting things. So like it was kind of like watching tables, Age of Ultron. The chairs, the like the like, they're, like when's the super kick coming, and that didn't come to like the last third of it or whatever. But. Um, yeah, Age of Ultron is actually a pretty good comparison. Now I think about it. Um, it, it's yeah. I mean, I thought it was fun. Everybody went home happy, right? Like that's you know. Yeah, except um, for Marty, he had a beer dumped on him. Yeah, Marty got a beer dumped on him at the end and got pissed, which I understand. Someone chucked a beer at him from like, after he sang. Like when they were ending the show. Really? I think before he sang. I missed it. It was that. before he sang. It was right at the end when they won. He was on the turnbuckle doing like a yeah and someone chucked Just a beer. Just chucked a beer. Right at him. That and sucks. Smacked him and he, in the chest. He flipped him off and was yeah, mad. Yeah, he was, he was openly it. pissed and I don't blame him. But so the thing I want to talk about that I think is interesting is I agree like this is a super, super spotty uh, match. There's like that's they the, had I mean, the that's whole. That's like the classic Young Bucks criticism. Right. But the thing right. that I think is interesting is that is a classic Young Bucks criticism but I don't find it to be true of their work outside of Ring of Honor. I think in Ring of Honor, because everybody is there to see them, everybody is in Bullet Club shirts, they basically run that show and they get to do whatever they want. Yeah. And when they are left to do whatever they want, it gets very self-indulgent. And like, 
I like the Bucks. I th- I like that style. I think it's really fun. I think they're like it, it it sort of makes sense that their characters would be super spotty because they're showboats. Like that's yeah. kind of their character. So like it's not even like there's no character work going on. But even I, someone who likes them, gets like it just is so self-indulgent. Like they throw this like party afterward in the ring and it's just like you know, it's fun and cute and you're filming your YouTube series, but like I came to watch wrestling. Yeah. I didn't come to like and, and yell, yeah. like scream in the background of your YouTube series while you film it on your phone. As someone whose first exposure and was charmed by the Bucks, I have to say that charm is fading quickly. Yeah, I just I don't like saying it, but it's honest. I think if I only watched them in New Japan, the I would feud has begun. It would be fine. The famous Millman. The Millman Bucks, Bucks feud. feud. You're gonna get blocked on Twitter, my friend. <laughs> if they if they name search in podcasts, that's impressive. <laughs> I mean, Come on, defend I mean, yourselves. Like it, it's it, to me, it's like um, I don't care about spot fest stuff. It's fine. It's all it's fun. It's, it's a all stunt phony, show. But yeah. like, there's a certain amount of like you have to respect a certain amount of ring psychology where it's like if a dude gets put through a table and gets super kicked by four guys at once in the face. Like that guy should be dead for like a while. Yeah. He should then, take a while to get back but, up and he shouldn't be able to like get back in the ring just to take, to eat another super kick or whatever. Well, even so like, like that, that to me was a little bit. And again, I don't really fucking care. Like it doesn't really matter that much. I still but had like, a good time. Yeah. It's not like a problem, but it is like when I, again, when you're thinking about this sort of as like an art form or something, it's like, it was super cool when Hangman Page moonsaulted off the balcony. Yes. He shouldn't have been the first guy to stand up. He was. Like, that doesn't make sense. He just moonsaulted off a fucking balcony. Uh, I just thought it was funny that I was like, I didn't know what a moons... I didn't know the terminology. So it's I was like, he just abushied, like, very excited. It's a, it's like, a backflip. It's a backflip. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. the moonsault. I know it now, but you were like, you even leaned in and were like, look, he's abushying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's my basis. It's we we need to talk about Marty before we go because Rachel. I like that this is uh, we need to talk about whatever Kevin. But yeah, it's, we need to talk. <laughs> we need about to Marty. talk about Marty, <laughs> who is uh, has a little bit of that angst I think in his uh his ring entrance. I like the uh the, the sort of you know the leeway you're giving him with a little bit of angst. <laughs> so because well, he's clearly such a fucking goofball. Like I, well, he's such a dweeb. Oh well, they're all dweebs. Let's yeah, be but he's with like ourselves. particularly That's dweeby. True. He's an extreme dweeb. Even in a stable of dweebs, because all the Bullet Club dudes are fucking yeah, dweebs, dweebs, except the Tongans. But yeah. they're just hot. Yeah, yeah. Marty is basically like if you walked through the clearance section of hot topic and picked up one of every item and then you kept your mask from sleep no more. Yeah. That's Marty. Yeah. Um, and I saw him again for the first time, very little sleep, losing my mind. Just like I couldn't control right my reaction. I genuinely thought he was 45. I will say this. <laughs> I know Marty is so extremely wrestling to me because I know objectively that entrance is corny as shit. It is so dumb and goofy. And yet I love it. I've seen it in person twice. Yeah. And both times I've been like fucking the music, hell yeah. The music is good. It's like shitty dubstep, but it works. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody goes whoop whoop. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. The whoop whoop. He's making crazy faces in his entrance video. I will say so good. that after seeing Marty live, I like Marty way more. I'm not saying that I'm not entertained. Did you Marty? like the singing? Um, as a karaoke enthusiast, you should know your tune and your beats a little better, man. How did that become a thing with him? So it became a thing 
because, it because of, of being the elite? it's because of being the elite and like his thing in being the elite is that so much content yeah so, so much content, content. but club, also man. so he was on a terrible British dating show like five years ago okay. and they said in that show they were like because they talk about like your weird quirky things yeah, yeah. and his is that like he's this big jacked because he was super on steroids then so he's like super jacked yeah. they're like he's this big jacked tough wrestler guy but he loves boy bands so like that is a genuine thing about him that he like loves boy bands oh same yeah <laughs> so like the he thing lo- he loves being uh, the, take that right? he Isn't loves that take that, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he like talks about take that nice. in the thing but yeah the bit is that he wants to be a singer and he doesn't know he's a terrible singer. Like that's, that's a the good bit. bit. Good bit. That's, it's very earnest and sweet. Which is like, very... why are you the villain? Why are you breaking dude's fingers if you're like the this finger much break? Of a I want to say the finger break is that's actually the, my favorite thing that I saw the whole night. That to me, that is a terrific fucking signature move. Yeah. Because it gets exactly the reaction you want. It sounds like he broke the guy's fucking finger. And every, everyone in the audience knows what it would feel like or conceptually yeah. can feel, as opposed to getting, I don't know, like your shoulder dropped onto somebody's knee. I don't knee know what an RKO like that, feels right? like. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like finger broken is like, oh, fuck. Like that. Ugh. Like everyone yeah. is like wincing when they have a habit. I think that, I think that is terrific. And I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked that he's like the first person of any prominence that has done a move like that where it's, well, it's like the, that it, I can think of anyway. The interesting thing about that too is I think one of the reasons why it's such a great move is because it is not immediately apparent how it is done. Yeah. Like I don't think it's immediate, immediately apparent how he makes that noise. Right. And the thing though is like you don't watch a lot of uh, stuff with him in it because he gets criticized for using that move in every match. And But like I think it's cool every time. I, I think like it's it. fun. I like, I like it. it. I think and sometimes people do it to him. Like it's a good signature move. Yeah. I think it's a great bit and move because part of the part of the move is that he makes the crowd get quiet so they can hear the yeah, snap yeah, of yeah, 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 it's so yeah. dramatic which is like <laughs> comparatively that's good not as big no, I mean, that's yeah. funny he, he, yeah. he, he definitely won me over as a like why does everyone like this guy like you know type because I couldn't really figure it out it was like weird the fucking Sus- the gonzo the ass mask. the gonzo <laughs> mask and the fucking whole thing it's like this is like goofy as hell but then you watch him and it's like, look, he's more than competent in the ring. He does some fun stuff and he has like an overall character that's like compelling and like interesting at least to some yeah. people. Like that's enough. You know, that's it. That's what gets you over. And that's, you know, and and, and being British is a great gimmick. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's his life. I understand. But like saying, you know, oh, uh, everything is fine. Like that's a good gimmick. Yeah. It's no, not, he, you like know? He, you, a lot of his catchphrases are like extremely British. Like right. he's always like, "I'm about to cause a spot of bother." We're like, proper villains, yeah. mate. <laughs> that's again Guy Ritchie, right? That's the fucking. He's extremely shit. Guy Ritchie. Maybe yeah, I'm yeah. being obstinate when I don't when I disagree with him not being hot. It's just like his gimmick is so goofy it's that so like goofy. spiritually I can't find that. He's sexually a huge goober. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's like the biggest goober on earth. My main criticism of his last name is not enough bird stuff. If more your bird whole stuff. bit is your bird, do more bird stuff. Do the always sunny bit. Uh, I feel like oh, that match, like it made me like Marty more and it made me like Hangman Page more because you I've, have no feelings on him prior to. I too. was like, this dude is so boring. I don't get why he's in Bull Club. Well, like he's like, fine, that, that was Hangman Page's coming out party, apparently, according to the internet. It was like, yeah. my buddy uh, Brian Yang, who's a very funny comic, who's also a wrestling fan, was like, you were at Ring of Honor? Oh, man, did you see the Hangman Page thing? Everyone's going nuts about that. Like That, that like, was his cotillion? Like, like the moonsault yeah. oh, yeah. off, the, off the balcony was like, that was everyone's his, like, oh shit, this guy's I'm like legit. for real or whatever, yeah. you know, which is like, 
like bizarre. But well, it's funny because like he's he almost broke his neck. I like him. <laughs> well, they all caught him, right? Like the whole thing is like silly. It's not like it's just who's gonna do it. Like it's like the you know. I would say that Hangman Page was way closer to breaking his neck last night than I was. And me too. <laughs> no, that's a very that's dangerous. Fair. That's a very very dangerous thing to do. But I the thing that I think is cool about it is that like this guy. He always he comes across in interviews and stuff as a total sweetheart. Uh-huh. And it just seemed like this is a guy who they let in Bullet Club because they liked him as a person, even though he's like a really boring wrestler. <laughs> and that at least shows some kind of differentiation. And like it really showcased him. Yeah. And it made me more interested in him as a character. And, they made and a- then I found out that he used to be a public school teacher. And I think that's awesome. And now I like him. Yeah. And he's an art <laughs> teacher, right? He was an art teacher. In Virginia. How yeah. Nice. Well, One of I our s- followers was like, yeah, my friend just knew him as Stevie, the art teacher. And everybody loved him. Stevie, Stevie. the art teacher. Now he's I, jumping off balconies. I think he's good. I respect it. Yeah. I respect yeah. second careers and all that stuff. No, uh, <laughs> he, uh, no he, none of what I said was meant to be critical. It's just that it's like if you are the guy who's assigned the big spot. Yeah. Then and they made a point to make a big deal of it after the fact. Like that was like the like they said after like how about Hangman Page? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. So like they were that's hugely great. putting him over. You know, yeah. It's fun. It's fun to watch somebody get over like in real time. You know, if that's what in fact is happening I don't know if actually well they are building him up to challenge again it's so weird because so all these storylines are in New Japan so like they're building him up to challenge the guy who has the US title in New Japan Jay White like that's like Hangman Page is going to be like the Bullet Club guy to challenge for that so it's like you're building all these stories but not in your own promotion like nothing I had fun last night but nothing about it made me want to watch Ring of Honor right you know what is the what's the storyline of Ring of Honor like give me like three sentences like what's (laughs) going on in Ring of Honor right now I don't really know you you wouldn't have it like there's no you know I mean like you you can kind of figure out who's good and who's bad based on sort of the behavior I guess but not not always but it is sort of a strange but it's it doesn't mean it's not fun to go watch you know yeah I, I don't mean it as some kind of criticism beyond that but um from a promotional perspective like what is the what's your thing is sort of missing it seems like to me because i think of ring honor i think of like owens like el generico like the, the forever feud or whatever and I, i'm right you know um and, and stuff like that existed and this is sort of like doesn't seem to have like a hook like of that level yeah but, and maybe they're just like maybe they're searching for it i i think like Dalton is their title holder right now, Dalton Castle. And I think he's one of the more compelling characters, especially that isn't involved in New Japan at all. Yeah. So it's like, give him more stuff to do. He's a great promo. Like he did promos last time I saw them. He didn't talk at all. And I don't know. It was just like, I feel like they have good people. I mean, the best friends are super over. Like everybody loves them. They're, I love the phrasing awesome. of super over because in real life terms, like they're over. Don't, <laughs> but super over means that everybody loves them. Yeah, right? over, then yeah, getting over, over in wrestling word. is like, we like, you're yeah. succeeding. Who, yeah. has the, like, who has the tag belts? I don't know if we even saw tag belts. Do they, do they have tag belts? I, I assume they, they do, must. right? Yeah, no, they do. They have tag titles. I don't know who has the them. The Bucks have them? Like, it, no, the, the Bucks don't have yeah, them. They didn't, like, it, uh, uh, that's weird. Because yeah. you, you think like... An easy way of storytelling is just here's the guy who has the belt. Everyone else right. wants the belt. That's, that's like, like that's what like New a Japan very is. Easy way yeah. to sort of like explain, and they didn't even do that, which I thought was strange. Yeah, like it was Dalton weird. Was in like that weird like Fatal Four? Was that a tag match or Fatal Four or what was it? What it was, was a tag match. Yeah, so it's like again, you have like the world champ in like this weird well, tag that's match. Leading up to them next week, he's Jay Lethal's going to challenge for okay, his belt. Well, sure. So it's well, like yeah. Jay Lethal's in the tag match against Dalton. You have the two lucha guys doing lucha shit, and then you have Dalton oh, and man, Jay. The guy doing, with the mullet was fucking awesome. He was so good, yeah. 
He was old great. Dog. That guy, uh, that's, a, that's a guy who's like a. That's a guy who like looks like. I want to say Volador. He's Jr. like he's like a he's like a guy who looks like he'd be tough in real life. Like you wouldn't fuck with that guy in real life. The way yeah. that, the way that like yeah wrestlers are sure they're big and muscular muscular or whatever, but like they're not like scary the way that that, that guy was scary. scary. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Oh, that was another thing I wanted to bring up. We were talking about booing is like probably my f- the funniest thing that happened was Jonathan Grisham came out to like do a promo and. Uh, He's talking. He challenged somebody. He's getting booed the entire time. And he challenged somebody. And the guy interviewing go interviewing him goes, uh, "Is that a match you people would like to see?" And everybody just goes, "Boo!" <laughs> and the guy interviewing him just goes, "Well, good luck." <laughs> the whole thing was weird because he came out dressed like a dude, and it's like you're not like a physically imposing guy. So yeah, like, you can't just wear normal clothes. Wear the gear so you like present the image. Also, right? it's so much less powerful to me to have some asshole interviewing him just have him come out and do a promo yeah like why this weird thing of like does anyone in the crowd have questions no have him come out and be like you know i was hurt but i'm getting better i'm getting stronger like do that like that is such a more compelling like, thing okay guys than, we need a suggestion we need a place yeah. and we need a uh, uh, uh DMV. occupation what a weird yeah. what a weird choice it was very strange <laughs> dmv okay <hell>. guys <laughs> let's do it break I thought it was fun. I, you know, I, like I said, I, I, I love, I, I do like spot fest stuff. I'm not, I'm not trying to be like a snob about that. I just don't um, know. It doesn't seem like ring of honor has any sort of coherent story. They're telling about like what's supposed to be happening. Well, we've like, talked about like this in the context of the young bucks in ring of honor versus the young bucks in new Japan. Yeah. And like they are tell in new Japan, they're reined in a little more and they're telling stories in yeah. ring of honor. It's like very, very spotty. But um, to your point, I think the most dynamic parts of the show were the stuff where there already was existing story. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why we liked that tag match because you we knew about all these people. Yeah. So you were like explaining Kenny King to me and I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. Like, well, I like him now. Kenny. Oh, he's so likable. He's he's very hot. Whatever. Extremely hot. He's extremely hot. Um, I was grip. just what? Get a grip. Get a grip. Get a grip. Um, all right. I will. Uh, we we enjoyed that match. Although, weirdly, I wanted to see more moves out of Kenny and Dustin because it was a very cheeseburger-centric match. Cheeseburgers just getting hammered. Patty at one you point. You called it a smash McDouble. Yeah. <laughs> cheeseburgers, like, actually does cool stuff. Cheeseburgers He's just insanely little. insanely entertaining. Yeah. He really... Cheeseburger knows physical comedy so well yeah he also like he can do moves he's just small yeah like, I, mean, I mean when when you're fighting three guys who look like they could each be like the like white supremacist villain like an svu episode like you have to like you have to have him be the guy who gets beat up yeah it's not it's not that he's not road dog in the sense of like he sucks it's just like he's the little guy yeah he's the I little smart mouth have guy. a light grasp on road dog you could look <laughs> it up best. you know i mean at best. they were they were fucking you know, i don't even know if they were they had the belts at some point but they weren't like super hot yeah. team but i yeah i was a huge fan maybe if we watched with commentary we would feel differently yeah, yeah. It's like there there's there could be a lot of work said, that like, I mean, with, with wwe like we like the, you don't have that problem like if you don't get the commentary sure you, lo- you lose some of the stuff but like they have promos like explain what's we going on we didn't have the commentary with evolve right and we knew what was going on yeah and, and that says it was like three a and lot it was how like, they were. Yeah, it was like three and change hours. Like they yeah. had plenty of time. If you cut those weird Q and A's, you could have time to like have promos well, and explain was, why people are mad at each other. Also, what was interesting to me the last time I went to Ring of Honor, wrestlers cut more promos just them in the ring with a mic or yeah. like two wrestlers talking to each other. This didn't have any of that. It had, I guess, with Cody. Cody had a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, 
I can't think of anybody else who got like a regular ass promo. That, in this. I mean, that makes me think it's got to be more house showy, right? Because yeah. like it, it seems like it like exists outside of the sort of like canon because it's like none of this matters what happens tonight or whatever. And we yeah, do I don't know. Shit. I maybe, really don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It was weird. It was fun, but it was weird. Yeah. It's, it's weird to think of any promotion other than WWE being able to get away with a Manhattan house show. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's why I think it must have been something. Because yeah, WWE can do that because they'll just do a garden. They do like two garden shows a year where it's like none of this matters and all this is canon type thing, you know. And that, But yeah, I, and I was surprised at the end of this show when they had like the, I mean, I guess it's it's so, I mean, it's heartening to me. I, I think it's great that the big finish for a for like a show like this is a dude fucking off key singing Backstreet Boys. That is that, that, like that is so good. Yeah. So because like the assumption is like you're okay. So the bad guys are gonna run back out for no reason. They're gonna get they're gonna eat a million finishers in a row, and everybody, and everybody just goes home happy because they just watched all the finishers get done. You know that's like that's like what you assume is gonna happen at the end of one of these type shows. But the end of the show was fucking Marty Skrull singing uh, "Everybody Backstreet's Back" by the Backstreet Boys. Like that 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 to me is great. I think that's great. Um, well, yeah, I think we're probably wrapped up. Wrapped final up. thoughts is that basically I think we have this, all the same final thought, which is that we liked everybody there and we wish you, we could have gotten more out of it because it felt a little lacking. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 We had a good time, but, um, I wish there was a little more for me to sink my teeth into. There's more, uh, you need more oomph. Basically. Yeah. So thank you to Patty for coming on. We do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks, Patty. And like, hey, you're our family. friend and we love you. So it's cool that you did this. Well, yeah, Patty, where can we find you? Well, uh, Patty Moe on Twitter, Instagram, uh, whatever. I have a podcast with Kath, who you guys might know from mm-hmm. being one of the other voices on this thing. Uh, what a Time to Be Alive. Uh, that's What a Time Pod on the stuff. Um, yeah, and I run a show with Eli, who is also one of the hosts of What a Time to Be Alive, at Karma in the East Village, and uh, it's fun. Uh, 8.30s on Fridays. If you liked this show, if you hated this show, email us at WrestleSplania at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WrestleSplania. And if you live in Brooklyn and want to come see us live with the Street Fight Guys, we will be at Littlefield March 30th. Tickets are $10. We're very, very excited to do it. So please come out. Rate, subscribe. If you give this podcast, if you like this podcast and want to see it do well, if you give us five stars on iTunes, that really helps raise our ranking and like raise our visibility so we can do more stuff. And thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Have a good one. Love your energy. I got a lot of of energy. There's a cat sitting on him. He's relaxed. He's relaxed. (laughs) 